Welcome to the Homeschool High School Podcast, brought to you by SevenSistersHomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. I'm Vicki, and I am here on my own today because I want to talk about one of my very favorite language arts subjects, and that is poetry. So sometimes these days, if you say the word poetry to teens, you get this grimace like you're going to try to feed them liver and onions for supper. Because teens these days and and Americans these days really don't understand poetry by and large. So I'd like to kind of introduce some whys and then give some really inspirational ways to introduce poetry to teens so that they actually like it. Because believe it or not, it's a really valuable subject to teach to teens. So let me just start with a story. So I for years, uh, helped judge the speech competitions at the ACSI regional speech meets. Uh, ACSI is the American Christian Schools International um, Association, and um, every year they would have different kinds of competitions uh, that Christian schools from all around the area would get together and participate in, and so they really had a chance to learn special skills, and so their speech competition was just absolutely fabulous every year. And they allowed us homeschoolers uh, to come and participate in that. So our our kids got to meet a wide variety of other kids and and see other people, um, you know, learning new skills and stretching themselves and getting some confidence. So at the speech meets, they had, um, you know, traditional speeches and extemporaneous speeches. They had drama segments. And they also had poetry recitation. And believe it or not, it's one of the things that our teens really sparkled at and because they learned um, about poetry. So every year when I was judging the, the speech competitions, when ACSI co- uh, would contact me, they would say, do you have a certain competition at the regional meet that you want to judge this year? And I would always say, I don't care which one it is. I just want to judge with Molly because they always had two judges together in each of the little competition segments. So Molly was an immigrant from um, one of the Caribbean islands, a very wise and dignified woman, maybe about, you know, 10 years older than I was. So full of, of life experience and wisdom and radiated this godly dignity and grace. And I loved talking to Molly. One of the things that made Molly just a fabulous person was that she ran a school in the inner city up in northern New Jersey somewhere. And um, in that school, all of the students were either immigrants or they were African-American kids from very poverty-stricken families. And she said one of the most important things she did with these kids who all graduated high school and very many of them went on to some very high powered colleges and had very successful adulthoods. So one of the things Molly said that that she found was absolutely necessary in the formation of these young people's lives for success was poetry that all of the young people would memorize poetry throughout the year. 
they would not only memorize it, but they would have recitations. So that that was a foundational part of her school. I found that also when I would be asked periodically to judge poetry recitation competitions at a classical school in our area. And uh, I got to be one of those names like, go ask Vicki if there's a speech competition, <laughs> she'll come and judge it. And so I got to see young people from like first grade all the way up to seniors in high school at this classical school. And every year they had a poetry recitation competition. So each of the students had a presentation to make and then the best of the best, you know, would get some kind of an award. So anyway, what Molly said to me though, back to ACSI, uh, Molly said that what poetry did for her underprivileged or new American students was to give them words and to give them big thoughts and give them composure and self-confidence. So, you know, poetry is a very unique kind of writing because what it does is it expresses ideas and pictures and emotions and events but it does it in a very constricted word pattern. You know, every single word in a poem means something and it's chosen for its sound or its power uh, or its, its rhythm. And so poetry, every single word has a meaning and a purpose. And so young people, when they are, are, are reading poetry and then listening to poetry and memorizing poetry and reciting poetry, what they're doing is they are giving their brains this intensely powerful vocabulary. So they learn words that they haven't known before, but they also learn ordinary words used in more powerful ways. And they learn how to capture words and use them powerfully. So I've noticed that, you know, over the years when I was teaching my own kids and kids in co-ops and in our homeschool umbrella school, one of the courses that I would generally teach every year is a, a unit on poetry. So, you know, we would spend between, um, you know, five weeks or, or um, even up to a semester once in a while, uh, and we would do poetry intensely. And I noticed that as kids were mastering poetry, and I'm not talking about becoming poets, just understanding what rhythm and rhyme and the, the power of words are. So even if they didn't ever do anything with poetry after that, as they were learning poetry and then went on to write their research papers, because I often also taught the APA research papers at our umbrella school and co-ops that they had a better style of writing, you know, a usage of words that was more readable and attractive because they had used words so succinctly in Poetry A Unit before. So I, I always tell the kids when I'm teaching poetry, I'm not out to make you a great poet. I'm out to give you, you words and those words are going to take you different places. So anyway, so that's a why, you know, wh why do you teach poetry? You teach them to have poetry so that they have the power of words. And in that power of words, they're going to gain some ability to communicate and they will have more confidence. And, and they just have to say, hey, Vicki said that, and you know, you can trust her on it. So, okay, so that's why.
that's why poetry. Now, let me give you some ways to ease teens into poetry so that they discover they like it before they're through grumbling about it. Because generally, you know, a lot of teens are just going to go, oh my gosh, you know, they think it's liver. It's just, you know, unedible. And, uh, and, but it's, it's lovely when you introduce it in a good way, in a way that inspires them. So I always start with, if it's poetry at home with just one kid or a co-op or group classes, always start with some interest building. So what what I highly recommend is going to Pinterest or YouTube, so either one of them, and search poetry. And what you'll come up with is a whole bunch of videos. And if you scroll enough, what you're going to find is some really cool, famous people reading poetry. And a lot of them are just so awesome. You know, they're, they're so inspiring to young people that they will go like, oh, well, okay, that's pretty cool. Um, so let me give you a couple of uh, favorite, you know, it, it usually wins people. So I've never found any team that didn't really enjoy S.M. Lockridge's famous sermon poem. And I'm sure you've heard it. Is his Sunday's coming? So, you know, it may, it may be Friday, but Sunday's coming. And it's the story of the crucifixion and the resurrection in this amazing sermon poem. And so if you go to YouTube, you'll find several different versions of that where they have S.M. Lockridge's voice, but videos that have been, um, you know, added to that. So you have a visual and the, the poem. Um, one of my favorites for introducing um, young people to uh, poetry is it, uh, it's called A Tiny Poem to the World by Kid President. And, you know, if you guys uh, have been around for a while, you know, back, I don't know, probably 10, 15 years ago, there was this young man, a little guy called Kid President, and he just had these inspiring little videos that he would make. And uh, one of them was a tiny poem to the world. It's absolutely precious. Um, there is a sweet cartoon illustrated poem that's, that's hilarious called The Common Cold by Ogden Nash. So, that, you know, search it, you'll, you will find it on YouTube. There are some beautiful poems that you can sometimes get audios of, uh, like the, the poet Laylee Long Soldier has a, a poem about 21st century Native Americans. So it gives a different, um, like, cultural perspective. If you want to have some fun, look on YouTube for Bullwinkle. Us old folks like me remember Bullwinkle cartoon on television and Bullwinkle would do poetry and it was always, he's acting out the poetry as he recites it and it's always a disaster. And so he, his village blacksmith um, is absolutely magnificent. Uh, there's a, a, a in, not inspiring, um, a breathtaking version of Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven by James Earl Jones, uh, Maya Angelou, um, Just Do Right. Um, there's the sweetest, sweetest Billy Collins poem called Litany. Now, Billy Collins was the National Poet Laureate um, about 10 years ago, I think. And a three-year-old, a three-year-old, I'm not kidding, memorized the poem and is reciting it on YouTube. And then if you look up um, Jeanette Ix, so it's J-A-N-E-T-T-E -T -T -E is the first name and I-K-Z is the last name. 
and uh, the, the she's a spoken word poet and talks to young Christians um, about what it's like living in the world, you know, as a Christian in spoken word poetry and spoken world word poetry is um, it's, it's performance poetry. Uh, so a little bit different than the, the more, you know, dignified and, and, you know, uh, kind of subdued poetry recitation. Um, so hers is much more um, intense and very beautiful. And so she has a spoken word poem called Truth Without Photoshop. I'm going to put links to all of these in the show notes so that you can find them and use that as a jumping off place. But I tell you what, if you could um, share several YouTubes like this or find things on Pinterest with your teens, and if you did some each week, that would renew the inspiration. But to start out with maybe just a whole day, well, a whole class of looking at YouTubes of really cool poetry uh, performances. And what you'll find is that your teen finds out is pretty cool stuff. All right. So first is you're inspiring them. Then if you have a co-op class or you have a, a, you know, the group classes for homeschoolers, or if you have a whiteboard or something that you can use at home and put a quote each week from a poem or about poetry and just write it at the top of the board. You know, sometimes we'll put scriptures to memorize. So you have those two, uh, but to have a, a quote about poetry so that teens get the idea that this is a thing that people discuss and there's some pretty good ideas and things that you can do with poetry. So, you know, T.S. Lewis, I mean, sorry, T.S. Eliot um, says, genuine poetry can communicate before it is understood. So, you know, those, those kind of things, like it gets teens thinking. So I'll, I'll include a link to where you can get a whole list of, of quotes um, that will get you through a unit of poetry anyway. All right. So you're inspiring them. You're giving them some food for thought quotes. And then I highly recommend that if you've got a co-op class or a group class, or even if you're just doing it one-on-one -on -one with your teen at home, to, to have each of you read a poem that you found during the week. And, I, I, you know, teens, the first week will go kind of cringingly doing it. And I never limit them like, oh, no, you have to have, you know, a, a long poem. You know, I tell them they can read a haiku if they want. You know, the, the idea is to find a poem and read it out loud so they hear their voice saying the words. Because, like I said, the words of poetry are powerful. And so if they read a poem they are developing some power in their brain for expression and it builds some confidence. All right. I, I, in group classes, I haven't done this a lot one-on-one -on -one with my students, but in group classes and co-ops, we, we will have a word wall. And so uh, teens will find cool words that they have read in a poem over the week and they write it on a, a poster. So everybody shares it. And over the time, um, they, they uh, develop this whole word wall of really cool words. After they write it, then they share with the group what that word means, because a lot of times it's an, a brand new word to them. It's just fun, you know, and it, it gets them talking and moving and laughing, and it's really good for them. 
Um, if you have a group, um, so co-ops or, or group class, introduce a topic each week and write a poem together in the style of that poem. So you bring them through the, the, how you write that kind of a poem together as a class and have everybody contribute ideas and brainstorm. And now this is to be a not serious activity, like have funny times, allow silliness. There's no failing. It's just you're, you're producing words together in the form of whatever topic you are learning for the week, you know, that, that style of poetry. Um, and then if you have enough time, you can break them into te to teams and do their own example and then have them share it at the end of class. And you will find it, the unit will start pretty silly. And at the end, some of the teams will, will start gaining the confidence to do some things that pull from their soul. And some keep being silly and funny, and that is fine, too. And then each week, they will have some homework to do, and they will share what they wrote with the group. And they, that they can just pass around. They don't read that out loud. So a lot of this, you know, to do in a co-op or, or group classes is really nice. But you can do this one-on-one -on -one with your student or in a you know, situation where teens need to be doing independent learning. Uh, let them do a lot of these things um, on their own and they will grow and discover just on their own uh, because it, once you give teens a chance for poetry uh, and they have to do it, you know, so it's like, okay, yeah, you have to do this. Um, they will find that it is, is something that is meaningful and powerful to them. So if you are lost and, you know, you say, okay, this is a good idea. We will do some poetry with our kids, but we don't have any idea what to do. Let me make some suggestions, okay? So if you have teens that are absolutely terrified by the idea of doing any poetry, we have an introductory guide to high school poetry writing. You know, it's a few weeks long, and we start them out with couplets. So just two, two line poems and we get them through the more fun and lighthearted kinds of poetry. And then there's an intermediate guide that takes them a little deeper and then an advanced guide where they're doing more um, analysis and in-depth stuff. So building the actual poetry tools over, the, over time, they can have a really gentle introduction to poetry analysis through uh, a British poetry study guide. So all of these are just unit studies. They're, they're not for a whole year. And they can also do some po American poetry reading and writing. Uh, so that's a, an in-depth for a few weeks. So it's like a unit. So you're not killing it. Um, look at different styles of the American cultural poems. So there's, there's Native American poems and African American poems. And so things that pick up different time periods of American history and have poetry from those eras. And then the teens write some similar kinds of things themselves. So they try out different cultural things. And then there's a world poetry unit where we look at some Japanese and Korean and Arabic poetry. So they have different, you know, from different cultures all together where they can uh, try on some poetic styles. So they, all of these are the Seven Sisters No Busy Work. It's not intimidating. It's made for success. And for teens who 
need, you know, the honors credits or get really inspired and want to do, you know, higher level work, there's always activities that they can add. All right, I want to add one more resource to, to inspire you and your teens uh, to really love poetry. And that is our poetry memorization videos. So these are links to YouTubes of illustrated classic poems put to music so that teens can watch and listen and it, it helps them to memorize poetry. So these are actually are very, very popular in uh, India because in India, they, they really value memorizing um, American and English poetry. And so they download these and tell the kids memorize because um, it's still big over there, like it's still big in Britain. Okay, and that is absolutely free. So it, there, it's just a download from Seven Sisters Homeschool. And they're actually, the, the classic poetry is put to music and videos uh, by my son, Ezra, who is a uh, middle school geography and history teacher. And he found that poetry is valuable for helping students understand some cultural ideas. And so he wanted to illustrate and put to music some poetry so that they could work on that. So anyway, that's a free download. You can really uh, get some benefit from that. Okay, so I hope that you feel a little more confidence in getting some resources. Like Seven Sisters is about success and not intimidating kids and not having busy work and not and, and analyzing things to pieces. It's about making it fun and inspirational and success oriented because we want our teens to have some words and we want them to have words with power and beauty and poetry can build that into their lives. So I, let me encourage you to, to visit Seven Sisters and you know download some of those for the teens. Also, um, if you have any questions, please feel free to contact us at info at sevensistershomeschool.com. And one of the most fun things to do is join our Seven Sisters Homeschool Facebook group. So we have the Facebook page, and, and but the Facebook group, we have the most delightful conversations. So, you know, homeschool moms will throw questions up. And then the other homeschool moms, all the Seven Sisters, just like you, chime in with their suggestions so that everybody is building together because we homeschool all together as sisters. That's what it's all about. Also, before you go, if you could hop over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening to um, this podcast and leave a review and that will help other folks to find us. So that would just really, really bless my heart. Alrighty, so we will wrap this up. This has been the Homeschool High School Podcast brought to you by SevenSistersHomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. See you next week.